Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks again today. With me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Stephanie Wesco. So what is going on, Stephanie? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, what What is going on? Life. Yeah. Well, life with eight kids can be very multifaceted. Um, but you know what? It's a pretty, it's a sweet thing to have kids. So, yeah, you got some pretty great ones. I mean, uh, your kids are pretty great. And, you know, Emmy's like my best we, friend. Yeah. Yeah. And we should talk about their opinion of your beard. But it's, it's, it's going to be changing. It's going to, I mean, we could bring I, it up. I think it might. So the bearded one is so, all right. So we, now the people need to know. See, and that's the problem. They here. do. Because so, he was trying to get something about you yeah. on here. Because yeah. you're always asking me what's going All on. All right. Here. So around December 24th, uh, 2020th year of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I stopped shaving. Uh, it's been a little over a couple weeks. I don't know. Uh, so maybe it was longer than the 24th. It's been, it'll be three weeks Tuesday. Uh, that I have not shaved, and it was like a tornado. It was growing down the neck. It was growing up the face. I mean, that I had hairs quote. about an inch below my eyes. I had, I had hair, you know, that was connecting with my chest hair, and uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it was. I'm just being upfront with the peeps, you know. And uh, so anyway, I got out of here with. So I went with a pastor friend, a dear friend in Hanover for the beginning of the week. Was with him three days. And we had a great time, and he's a bearded man, and you know felt good about the beardness. We both felt uh, tons of testosterone and manliness between us. Our conversations were at a higher level than they ever been before prior to the beard. But anyway, uh, well then I got to, then I got here uh, uh, to my dear friend uh, in Leola, uh, and so he he's the pastor of the church here in Leola. And anyway, uh, he mentioned to me what Emmy, your kids have been saying all the time. Emmy said my beard looked like a tornado, which in her opinion, it, hair was just, let's face it. I'm a hairy dude. It was growing everywhere. Okay, I'm going to be up front. I mean, you shouldn't have a hair up above your nose line and stuff. I did. Okay. Um, so anyway, he said, you know, brother, and this, the word that messed me up more than any other word was he used the word sharp. You need to get some clippers to cut that sharp. So we went to supper last night and we had applebee's we had a um uh, we both had the mini rack of ribs uh, like in two vegetables and uh, came in i don't know around seven you know i'm not on the actual diet part of the health plan anymore i'm in maintenance i'm not gaining weight so i can eat a little i actually had a roll today at texas roadhouse and i i really don't oh, feel their rolls you know and they give you that cinnamon butter thus turning that oh. roll into a donut you know what i'm saying yeah. I mean, yeah. let's face it. You and I could have seventeen of those things, and uh, and and again, uh, I'd be in so much pain. Oh my goodness! Yeah. 
So anyway, he mentioned to me that he used this like uh, Philco Motormatic 5000 beard trimmer or whatever it is. And, and so we went, we went to, uh, we went to Target. Now we don't, that's why I'm not saying his name because we're both anti-Target people, but there was no one in the parking lot. It was a CVS drugstore, Target and Starbucks all hooked together. Seemed like the right place to go. It was spotless. I went in, there's the Motomatic 5000 beer trimmer with, you know, uh, 16 different heads. And so I bought it. So he actually come in with me. We talked for a little while last night and I let it charge. So by the time he left, uh, he had given me some hints that, you know, you got to clean up below the nose line. You got to, you got to clean up your neck and, and, and you're going to have to use a regular razor. So last night from about, let's say nine to 10, I did the trim. I went through the beard trim process of my life. And, uh, so anyway, I think it looks a lot better. Your kids don't like it. They've all stood up except for Daniel and Charles, cause they're manly enough not to badmouth the beard yeah, or Joe, Joe hasn't said anything. Uh, but the the younger five uh, seem to be against it. Thor has not seen me yet, but I think Thor would probably side with the other men the in beard. the house. Yeah. So anyway, he is seeing as he is pretty hairy. And so, so and you got to admit the trim and getting the beard to the same length, which is a number four, is really and the beard's all coming into that number four. So, you know, every day for a while, I'll leave it at number four before I go to number five or something. Or I might just leave it at number four. I don't know. But I like it. I like that it's, you know, I got to get used to the white. There's parts that are white. There's parts that are brown. There's parts that are blonde. I don't know how I have blonde hair in my beard, but I do. And it's my hair. I pulled on them saying, you know, maybe this is a piece of hair I picked up at the restaurant. I don't know, but it wasn't. It's mine. There's blonde hair. And white hair growing out of my face. And we've spent enough time on this. We're in Psalm 46. So we came up. See, <laughs> Stephanie won. All right. Stephanie got talking about, about my beard. And uh, it, took the, it, it took the magnification off of her and her journey with PTSD. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. It got five minutes out of me. But anyway, so I thank God for Pastor Gardner here helping me along. And uh, uh, and for my brother, Pastor Myers, out there in uh, Hanover, who uh, who who loved me and didn't judge me, loved me unconditionally, and uh, <laughs> told me it looked good. You know, it didn't, but he told me it did. But anyway, uh, and he's got hair. He's got a tornado beard going on. But anyway, so that's, but he keeps it sharp. He keeps his down, too. So we're in Psalm 46. So Psalm 45, we saw a picture at Christmas. We saw a picture of the bride, which is the church, and the bridegroom, which is our bridegroom, is Jesus Christ. That's why the local church is so important. That's why the local church is uh, is everything. That's why, uh, y- you know, we, we at times, you know, we slack sometimes when it comes to the local church. And, and by we, I'm saying that term to include me, to include, you know, sometimes we can, we can be sitting there physically, but not be there mentally. We can be, I mean, you had prayer at your church this morning. You had another symphony of prayer, right? You guys have been, just praise God. And so, uh, you know, we, we have a big role. Well, now we get to this psalm where, where God is our protection, where uh, we're confident in that protection, where confident in his power. As, as Stephanie said, this is a sweet psalm. This is a real sweet psalm. Uh, there's confidence. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's just great stuff. And let's hop right in. I think it's my turn to read. I, uh, mm-hmm. okay. I read yesterday. Oh, there we go. So therefore, will not we fear, 
though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof, Selah, this is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord with desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease and, and the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in fire. Be still. This is God talking. We, are, Stephanie and I were saying, folks, I know I'm reading this, but we were saying coming in that we have this hanging on our walls. These verses are on our walls, this verse. Be still and know that I am God. I will be. It, you know, mine stops there, Stephanie. That's as far as my picture says. Mine goes too. Yep. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. You know, that's a holy psalm right there, man. That that psalm is just, it, it's just dripping with holiness and dripping with prominence and dripping with confidence and all those things. And I mean, what's coming to your mind? What What are you thinking, Stephanie? First of all, that you skipped the first verse. No, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. You know, folks, uh, sometimes when, when we talk about my beard, a.k.a. the tornado, according to... Uh, uh, the little mini-me of Stephanie, Emmeline. Uh, but anyway, I skip things like God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. And I believe God wanted us to skip that so I'd come back and put some more attention That's on that. That's right. Put some more emphasis on it. No, this psalm, oh my goodness. Whenever I think of this psalm, I think of the pilgrims. And I'm not exactly sure why, except that I think when I was a little kid, we had a um, like a dramatized story that we listened to, and in that story, the you know the pilgrims were quoting this passage. Yeah. And I think it had to do when they were crossing on the Mayflower. Or something. It's very appropriate because um, you know the pilgrims were a group of people that had their hearts and minds fixed on Jesus Christ. Yep. And they were going through times of persecution for their faith in Jesus Christ. And so it's a very appropriate psalm in that, in that aspect. But I love that verse 1 is not a conditional promise. Yeah. It's a fact that we, it is, it is one of those foundation verses that we have to stand on. Yeah. It is, it is a, it is an unchanging proclamation that God is our refuge and strength. Yeah. Very help in trouble. He is there. He is our refuge and strength. It makes me think of Psalm 91. That's what Psalm verse 1 that makes me think of. That he's that hiding place. He's that one we can go to to hide under the shadow of his wings. And because of that David says therefore will not we fear Though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, 
Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the with the swell, swelling thereof, you know, it's just like um, Romans, the end of Romans eight, that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Right, and that, having that and confidence changes. That, yeah. Yes, and because of that, we're more than conquerors through Him that loved us. And um, there is something incredibly um, peace giving about this psalm yeah because it's god david's writing it but it's god's god's word inspired word and it's god letting us know no matter what this is who i am to you and um i, I know that this that verse one was one of the verses that i found to after charles was killed um i'm 99.9 percent .9 sure it was one of the verses that was quoted in the car um, right after, and after he was and um, when you're going through trauma, you need you need verses like Psalm 46, one to yeah. cling to. Yeah. And it's a verse that I would encourage anyone who is listening to memorize and to yeah. meditate on. Yeah, because it's basically saying God is greater than any crisis. God is greater than anything we're going through. God is. He's our refuge, man. It talks of his power. It's 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 the place you can go that you won't be bothered. Well, and the fact that he says he's our refuge means he's our safe place. Yeah. And it's hard. Um, I was just actually I think I told you this week. I know I told my dad and, and Rhonda this week, um, due to things that have happened in my life recently. I'm very tempted to go back to a don't trust anyone status and to remember that God is always our safe place. He is the one we can trust. And if you have no one else, he is your refuge. And wherever you are, you can always trust him to be a refuge and to be your help in your time of trouble and because of that you can know that no matter what you're going through his grace will be sufficient a his mighty is refuge sufficient. is our god mm -hmm. a mighty refuge is our god and a we, mighty fortress is that mighty what you're fortress. thinking of? man yeah <laughs> See, I mean, if i, mean, I had well if i had yeah. wrote that song i would have used the word refuge you know and uh, maybe maybe we can sing a verse of that in a few minutes and sing it with... No, mm -hmm. I'm only joking. Sing it with I actually refuge. have another song that's coming to mind. Okay, you can go. You are the song. You are the, you are the piano lady. And uh, <laughs> But, y you know, there's more. And, I mean, just going right to the beginning and, you know, that peace, that refuge, that safe place, that zone, uh, that, that quiet place you can go, that place where it's peace, that place where it's still... And, you know, the provision of God is found there. Uh, you know, I, I mean, when we think of the peaceful still and, and safe places, boy, we need that today. You know, with everything yeah. going on right in our country, our country's upside down, man. And, uh, uh, and where do we go? Well, yeah. uh, we can't go to our government. We, we can't, you know, why would you go? If you've got an opportunity to go to the most high God, why would you why go would to you, someone yeah. lower than that? Why would exactly. you go to a doorman? You know, why would mm -hmm. you? And, and, and I think that's important. 
I think the important thing to walk away, or the practical side up to verse 7 before we get to the, com- the confident chorus, and I think you really nailed it. Uh, you know, the confidence, the, the being there, the living there, the, the peaceful provision, the trusting in God. Uh, brethren, if we can get this confidence, confidence will change a human being. Confidence in God. I'm not talking about confidence in, boy, I look good. I'm confident today. Boy, I got a good haircut. I'm confident today. Boy, I used the number four shaver on my beard. It looks good today. I'm confident. No, my confidence comes from God. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I mean, it's, it's all right to have self-esteem, self-worth, self-value. As long as the, the giver of the self things is God, it's all right. As long as you understand that your identity is in God, first and foremost in God, it's all right. As long as you pine your provision, as long as you find your, and I almost said pine your, I had too many P's going on. Any one of those microphone covers there. Actually, a microphone would be good right now. And somebody <laughs> forgot microphones down in South Carolina. So I'm holding an, uh, an iPad above a speaker on a computer that's doing Zoom. But all that is good. Uh, but And then, you know, we get to verse 7, Stephanie. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he had made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease on the end of the earth. I mean, he's going on saying, listen, he'll burn up the chariots that are coming after you, the tanks, the uh, those things, those bombs. He can, he can take them all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. He mentions he breaketh the bow, and I'm trying to think. I've been reading so many psalms lately, but I read a psalm re- just this in the last couple of days where David specifically asked the Lord to break the bows of the wicked. Wow. And in other words, he he breaks their strength. Yeah. He breaks their ability to shoot darts at you. Right. They can't and, pull, pull back. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, I think of when Jesus was on the sea of Galilee with his disciples and they had that storm and Jesus fell asleep in the boat and, and they were sinking. They seriously were sinking. Talks about that. That wasn't something made up. Um, they were going to perish. And the disciples cried out to Jesus and, and are like, Lord, carest thou not that we perish? And Jesus stood up and said, Peace. Peace be still. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's all he said. My watch just decided to talk. Mine talks. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, Jesus, that's all he had to say was, Peace be still. And that I think of this psalm. He is so powerful. He can, he has the power to still the storm. Yeah, he does. And. Literally, I know we've talked about this, but how how it's translated in our Bible, peace be still, but it comes down to where he just rebuked it and said, hush. And God has the power to hush the wicked. He has the power to stop them, to confound those who, who are um, seeking to destroy his honor and glory. And that's what this psalm is about. It's not about us receiving glory. And when I look at this psalm, it starts out with God being a refuge for us and his strength. But the purpose of that is to glorify himself. And that's what I see here is it's verse eight, come behold the works of the Lord. It's about beholding him. It's about beholding what he can do and what he is doing. Yeah. And I think that's where our focus has to remain 
is that that's why we look to God as our refuge and strength so that he will receive honor and glory. But, you know, there's, there is a very practical piece here for all of us. And the practical piece here, you were quoting in Mark. Uh, and I think that last verse in, in, Psalm is, it's in Mark 4, it says, And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Yes. Those disciples had to get Psalm 46 down. They didn't get the confidence until they were, until they lived God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They didn't. Yeah. And I think we need to live God, folks. The practical side, what we're going through, those things we've been through, to get through them, we need to live God. Well, and that's we're going to face over. storms. We're going to be in yeah. storms. Life's going to be hard. And I mean, life is hard. I saw the terrible news a few minutes ago. Uh, my, my dear friend, Jerry Collins, wife went to heaven uh, this afternoon and out in California. He's the Spanish pastor at West Coast Baptist College in Lancaster uh, Baptist Church there with Pastor Chapel. And he's got the Spanish church. And, and I was thinking, man, just two weeks ago, they were holding hands walking around town. Uh, you know, I think that we need to have a confidence. I think that we need to understand how big our God is to go through the terrible things of life. Yeah. Does that make any sense? We need to understand there's terrible things in this life. There are terrible, wicked, horrendous things that gave us PTSD, things we're going through. Some things that aren't as terrible, wicked, horrendous as death uh, can hurt. You've been through hurtful things daily. I've been through hurtful things. Um, but what is it that gets us through? What is it that takes us out the other side? Well, it's verse 10. When I, um, there's a reason I put, we talked about having this on our wall. And um, when we moved into our house um, where the kids and I live now, I wanted be still and know that I am God where when I would go to bed at night, I'd see it. When I woke up, I'd see it. And so it's straight across from my bed. And it's where I see when I'm sitting in my chair, reading my Bible or rocking Emmeline. It's it's like the centerpiece in the room. And because that's how we get through things. And I wish it had the rest of the verse attached to it because again, this is, um, we're commanded to be still. Sometimes, the best thing we can do is to stop. And I know for me, one of the great ways of dealing with PTSD is to stay busy. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. We are to be busy about our King's business. We are to be busy serving others. Jesus stayed busy, but Jesus also took the times to be still and spend time with his heavenly father. And that's what we have to do to get through these things in life. And that verse, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. Those people who are hurting you, they're going to exalt God. They're going to exalt God. I will be exalted in the earth. All earth will exalt God. Every knee will bow. Yes. And uh, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Man, I like Psalm 46. I don't want to leave Psalm 46. This is a comfort thing right here. Not only is God our refuge, our comfort zone, our safe zone, all those wonderful things, a very present help, but so is his word. So what is the song? What is the verse that was uh, touching you that you're you're ready to uh, sing to us? So this is a song that actually the kids and I sing together um, that was written by Ron Hamilton. 
And yeah. um, I think it's it could not be more appropriate. So I'm actually going to sing both verses because I think both go with go with this. I wandered through this world in selfishness and pride. The storms of life surrounded me. I had no place to hide until I heard the news. A refuge strong and sure was waiting then to welcome me and keep me there secure. You are my refuge, I hide in you. You are the hope I'm running to. Your words are faithful, your promise true. I hide in you. Dark clouds may fill the sky, but still I see the sun. God's love shines down upon his child, the overshadowed one. No matter what I feel, his promises are true. And I can trust him even when the storm he takes me through. You are my refuge. I hide in you. You are the hope I'm running to. Your words are faithful. Your promise true. I hide in you. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.